Okay, good, good afternoon everybody. Uh, my name is Giuseppe Vitarresi and I will present this work on, on the measure of fractal toughness on the hydrothermally aged epoxy systems having a different cross-link density. I would like to mention some of my co-authors from the same university, uh, Sabina Alessi, Maria Di Filippo, Michele Scafidi that is here, and uh, Andrea Toscano. Okay, first I will uh, give you some background about this uh, topic. Um, uh, thermoset polymer, therm thermoset resins uh, generally uh, are prone to solvent adsorption. So, in particular, if you have uh, um, an epoxy resin, this is a thermoset resin, in a, a wet environment, in a hygroscopic environment, the resin starts to absorb some uh, water, and you can see this effect by performing a gravimetric analysis, and you see that there is a, mass, a relative mass change. Uh, up to a plateau, uh, that means that the, 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 the water absorbed by the, the, the sample reach uh, a saturation. Uh, uh, furthermore, uh, this uh, uh, water inside the, inside the, the polymer uh, induces some transformations in the polymer network. One effect of these transformations is a plasticization effect. Uh, we can also comment this plasticization effect by looking at the uh, tan delta curves, uh, which uh, come out from a dynamic mechanical analysis. Tan delta means the ratio between storage modulus and loss modulus. As you can see here, uh, you, basically, um, you basically have uh, this blue curve, curve stop, sorry, uh, this blue curve, which is the material in the not aged state, and uh, the red curve, that is the material in the uh, saturated stage. As you can see, the curve is moving um, uh, to, uh, slower, uh, to smaller temperatures, and the peak of the curve indicates the glass transition temperature. Basically, this broadening of the peak and this uh, um, decrease of the peak temperature indicates some uh, plasticization effects. The, 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 the chain, uh, the molecular chain is more uh, ductile. Uh, a third effect of the water ingress in uh, polymers is uh, the swelling of the material. We have recently uh, applied, uh, you can find this in, uh, in this work, we have recently applied photoelastic stress analysis to monitor the internal stresses arising when the, uh, the material starts to swell. And uh, you can see here there is a slab of material, epoxy material, uh, film of material. Initially there are no photoelastic fringes, which means that there is a stress-free uh, condition. As soon as we start to put the, the, the sample in water, we develop uh, very, very peculiar um, uh, fringes. Uh, you can have a zoom here. Basically, what happens is that the, the border is in compression and the uh, inner part of the material is in traction because the border swells more than the core of the material. Uh, so what is the aim of this work? We are basically applying photoelastic stress analysis to measure to assist the measurement of fracture toughness on single-edge notched bending samples. And we have performed this uh, investigation on two different um, epoxy materials. One is a very common uh, epoxy monomer, it's called the JEPA, which stays for glycidyl ethanol bisphenol A. This uh, monomer is characterized by having a very high glass transition temperature, usually about 200 degrees. Uh, also, uh, it has a high cross-link density, which means that it's a fairly brittle uh, epoxy resin. 
the other raising that we have considered in the work is a conventional common grade epoxy, which is able to cool at, at room temperature, and that is able to reach only uh, glass transition temperatures below 100 degrees. This, this means that there is a, a low cross-link density in the polymer network, which basically uh, 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 results in a less brittle polymer. Uh, so we use also photoelasticity to monitor the microscopic stresses. So this is the, pre the preparation of our samples. Uh, we are following the uh, guidelines of the ASTM and ISO standards for measuring the K1C, the fracture toughness, the critical stress intensity factor. And we use these uh, uh, sand samples with these dimensions, 3 millimeters thickness and a span of 32 millimeters. Um, the samples uh, are produced in order to be very transparent because we need to apply photoelasticity. And also, a key factor in preparing these samples is the preparation of the, of the crack. The crack is prepared by uh, machining a, a notch with a very thin band saw with a diamond um, blade. And at the root of the notch, we, we uh, introduced by rise of tapping a, a sharp crack. You can see this, uh, the, the, the front of the crack because the material is transparent. And uh, usually the length of this sharp crack should be at least twice the, uh, the, um, the width of the, of the notch in order to have a singular stress field effect. Uh, uh, after we uh, prepared the same samples, we postured them. Uh, with uh, two different posturing cycles, and also we uh, follow a very slow uh, cooling to room temperature in order to relieve any initial stress from the machining and the notching of the sample. So you can see here the, the, that this uh, slow cooling is very effective in eliminating any initial stresses because uh, you, you see here a picture of uh, one uh, sample taken in a dark field polariscope. The fact is that you cannot see any fringes is because the, the material is uh, stress-free. Uh, so we performed our parametric analysis uh, between the uh, commercial resin and the jeba resin. As you can see here already, we have a quite big difference. The, uh, the jeba resin is absorbing much more water because a vein is a network more rigid, it has a bigger free volume, so there is more space for water to enter. Uh, while the commercial resin it has a lower cross-link density, it is more compact, the free volume is smaller, and the amount of water that can enter the resin is smaller as well. This is the dynamic mechanical analysis results. We have found that for the JEBA system, the uh, aging, uh, you, you, you see three curves here. One is taken with a not aged sample. The other one is taken after one week uh, of uh, uh, aging. And the third one is taken after 1,500 hours. Uh, one, one thing I forgot to mention is that the sample is conditioned by, the sample is conditioned by uh, resting in and ionized water at 50 degrees to accelerate the saturation, the, the achievement of the saturation. Uh, here you see that the, there is a, a degradation of material. This is plasticization effect. And while for the commercial resin, the peak uh, temperature stays more or less at the same val temperature value, which means that uh, the, the glass transition temperature is not modified by the ingress of water. So let's move to the photoelastic stress analysis. 
we have used the, a, dark, uh, a dark field circular polar, uh, polariscope. And uh, this is what looks like uh, um, isochromatic fringe map from photoelasticity. As you can see, the presence of the crack changes, changes quite dramatically the, the nature of the stress field around the crack tip. Uh, first, of, first of all, we have performed a qualitative analysis of these uh, fringe maps, and you can follow these uh, results uh, of JEPA and uh, S610 in these two uh, rows, uh, taken at different times. Basically, you can see that for JEPA, uh, the initial state is uh, stress-free. After already 40 hours of uh, aging, there are very um, high stresses uh, uh, on the straight border and also on the crack tip. And this is uh, the typical uh, uh, aspect that we found from this uh, analysis. Uh, this uh, very severe stress field starts to relax again as, uh, as long as the water uh, uh, progresses towards saturation. When saturation is reached, we already we regain a, a completely stress-free uh, situation because basically these stresses arise from the non-uniform swelling of the material. Uh, something that uh, was very interesting to notice is the, the, different, the, difference, the different behavior when we consider the low cross-linked density polymer. Basically, uh, we do not observe any, uh, any specific, any uh, tip, uh, severe fringes at the crack tip. Uh, we explained this uh, behavior uh, as if the water is not able to penetrate through the flanks of the crack. And there is no uh, particular stress arising at the crack tip, but only around the um, edges of the notch. So you have the fringes on the straight edge, fringes on the, um, uh, on, on the notch root, but no fringes at the crack tip, which, which was very uh, strange to, 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 to find compared with the JEBA system. Uh, as long as the uh, water uh, um, uh, enters, uh, further enters the material and uh, evolves towards saturation, we start to see something uh, rising at the crack tip. And we explain this behavior uh, as, uh, that, uh, by um, thinking that water starts to penetrate the crack and starts to penetrate the material through the crack tip. And uh, the stress that is generated here is basically, basically compression stresses. But we, we will uh, uh, see this in a few slides. Uh, okay. We also uh, have performed a quantitative evaluation of, uh, of stresses by using, by using a technique that is called tardive phase shifting method. I cannot give you details of this technique because of time. But uh, basically this technique is able to um, quantify this quantity, sigma x minus sigma epsilon, in the ligament section of the sample, which means basically in this, uh, in this section here. You can see here the, the result of this tardy uh, phase shifting analysis, and you can see, for instance, the, the thick black curves for JEBA indicates that there is compression near the straight edge. Then the black, the black fringe means the zero stress. And uh, uh, as, as we move near the crack tip, we have a fraction, mainly fraction stress. Uh, so we think that in order to equilibrate this stress state, 
In the wake of the crack, we have a compression because somehow the, the, the area under this curve must be zero because they are internal stresses, so they cannot be. And uh, uh, this is happening just behind the crack tip. Uh, regarding the, the, the SX10, the situation is quite different. We have almost zero stresses along the, the ligament, but we have some compression at the crack tip. If we focus on one point of this ligament, very close to the crack tip, we have these stresses. Uh, basically, we have the um, JEBA that reach a very high uh, traction stress, almost 15 megapascal, then it goes to zero with, uh, with the time, while the, uh, the SH10 develops compression. Okay, let's see now the results of the uh, fracture toughness test. Uh, for JEBA, for the JEBA system, we have found out that after one week time, the K1C has grown quite dramatically. It's almost double the initial figure, the initial uh, fracture toughness. And we explained this by uh, explaining the compression stresses in the wake of the crack that must equilibrate the, the stress field. So basically, the stress field here is uh, responsible for this increase in toughness. The, uh, the, the fracture toughness measured uh, at saturation, which means when the, there is, a, again, a stress-free uh, situation, indicates an increase of fracture toughness. And we explain this final increase as an effect of the plasticization induced by the water penetration. But, uh, of course, you, uh, in order to decouple the, the, the influence of the stress, and the influence of the, of the plasticization, photoelasticity was very effective in guiding us to these conclusions. Uh, the, the, other, the, the last slide uh, shows the results for the S610. For the S610, uh, the fracture toughness is, a, a bit of, uh, is higher than JEPA because it's a, a less brittle uh, epoxy, but it doesn't change as much as uh, JEPA. Uh, the value is almost constant uh, between the first week, within the first week, and uh, it increases a little bit at, at saturation, and uh, we explain this increase by the, uh, these compression stresses that start to evolve at the crack tip. So basically, conclusions from this study, photoplasticity has proven to be a very effective technique to monitor the dwelling stresses induced by the diffusion process of water. The stress field induced by welding is influenced by the presence of cracks and by the nature of the polymer network. And for JEBA, uh, dichroscopic stresses uh, do not affect fracture toughness at saturation, and the measured increase is due to plasticization. While for the SX10, uh, the fracture toughness uh, uh, is observed to slightly increase, and this is due to hydroscopic stresses arising at the, uh, ahead of the crack tip and on the wake of the crack. Thanks for your attention.